Whiskey Business is brought to you by the law offices of Saya and Pyatt and by Marcus Crosswoods Theater. Are you prolific? One of the definitions of being prolific is to produce something in large quantities with great frequency. This podcast could be considered prolific, I guess. We maintain a consistent amount of frequency. We're on our 54th bottle of whiskey. I don't know if that's prolific or a problem. That can be discussed later. Or maybe it's just about consistency, doing something you love over and over again, and maybe, just maybe, in the process, you stumble over something, and as a result of being prolific, you get it right. Welcome to Whiskey Business, a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. I am, as always, your host, Dino Tripodis, with my producer, Greg Hansberry, and our guest bottle is so appropriate, Hansberry. I found it. Somebody sent me a picture of it uh, from South Carolina, and I could not find it here in Ohio. And I found it on a recent trip to New York City. It's a bottle of Irish whiskey called Writer's Tears. It's a copper pot whiskey, uh, triple distilled. We'll we'll get into it and try it a little bit later and get your opinions on it. Um, I'm very excited about it, and it's and it's and it's appropriate because our guest, if there is a there's a jack of all <laughs> trades. It would be my guest, a longtime friend, maybe quite possibly one of the most learned men I know. And at the same time, God love you, one of the most peculiar, odd, puzzling men I've ever known over the last, how many, Keith Pepperell is our guest. How many years have we known each other? Uh, oh lord um it's got to be at least 30 at now at least 30 yeah. years yeah. 30 years and i still after 30 years don't quite have a a complete firm handle on the mystique of keith pepper who was also slash i say keith collins because keith collins was his stage name i think that's where we met in the stand-up comedy arena but you are a uh, a professor of philosophy. Yes, I is. Yeah. Yes, you is. You're a stand up comedian. You are a, long retired now. Yeah, but still, once you are a stand up yeah. comedian, you're always a stand up comedian. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, in yeah. your blood. It's like a rash. Yeah, you know, it's it is. It never goes away. And not completely. Never a proper ointment. I to tried salves, unjuice, not yeah. a thing. That, that's what I'm talking about. As far as peculiar and odd, he will. He could. Keith could talk to you ad nauseum. <laughs> about ointments for an hour uh the various ones he's had tried sampled tasted whatever the case might be i mean you're just you're, you're that kind of a guy I like uh unguent salves lotions and yes and, and a cheese grater if nothing works if that... no, exactly i mean you can go on and on and on about practically nothing which i imagine your philosophy classes must be fascinating what i also find fascinating which is why i picked this particular bottle tonight is uh keith is a is an author um, you have how many books on Amazon.com as we speak? Um, one today, one twenty-six. Today, one twenty-six. Today, uh, tomorrow a, it'll be one twenty-seven. One twenty-seven. Finish one today. Yeah. Now all of these are are are, are self-published books on Amazon. Absolutely, the right. way to go. Yeah, that's the way to go in your opinion. I I think it is. Yeah. One hundred and twenty-seven yeah. as of tomorrow. As of tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. And what what title is being released tomorrow? Um, tomorrow is um. Let me think. Um, I ought to know this, didn't I? It, oh, it's the. Um, uh, it, it's called the uh, the Merkin Tower Murders. Um, it's a trilogy about a certain small college in the Midwest that will remain nameless. Uh, established in 1859, it's deep in the uh, green bean casserole belt that is the the glorious uh, midwest and the so the street being cast and this is the first of a no, no, of three? This, this is i, I put is all the three third? together i put three together so i've already i completed the third and so i put them into a trilogy into a trilogy but all in one book all in one book yeah so it's not really a trilogy well it's one book with three parts there was uh, the first <laughs> the first one uh, uh, which was called recipes for murder uh, which was a whodunit and the clues to uh, solving the vile 
uh, unpleasantness were in the recipes in the back of the book. Um, and then um, I did uh, The Beast of Merkin Towers, um, and then I did um, uh, The Other Monstrous Regiment of Women, which was about lady academics. Um, and these are all the part of the trilogy, or are these they are, are all books? They, they were all separate, but I, I, I kind of rewrote them and put them into a 600-page So 600 pages? Yeah. It's okay. Big print for the elderly, of course, like... Uh, well, I, I'm looking at... Uh, well, you're squinting, so that's where why... Where does this one fall into? The Great Askook Township Snake War. Okay, well, that is Which based, is, is, yeah. is, has... So I, 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 sometimes I do wish we were, you know, uh, video on video so you could see so you could see how large the print is and how it is uh is this triple or quadruple space I, I did it just for you so whatever <laughs> whatever the magnification is that it allows an elderly greek person to read um that's um, that's uh, it uh, okay and what is this one about well this is based upon a, a, a true story a, a place called warsaw or ohio and i was driving through there and uh, one side of the road there was a snake handling church and on the other side, there was an exotic dancing establishment. Mm -hmm. And uh, a few years ago, the uh, brethren got upset with the ladies and they picketed the, uh, uh, it's called Miss Kitty's Titties and Biscuits. Um, and on the other <laughs> is side. Is that a real place or did, or did you make that up in your, no, it's in, called, your, in your mind? It's called Hot Babes Lounge, actually. So I, I changed no, it. Um, well, it's, uh, yeah, yours so is so much better. They, uh, well, it, <laughs> you know, it adds, it adds a local Amish flavor. And... Um, so what happened was they picketed each other until one of the dancers got um, a, a rare Colombian uh, a boa constrictor called Glenda. I to, see that. Uh, I'm reading the... Uh, take the... part in her act. Well, the brethren now, they didn't like her fingering a, a snake, so there was a lot, a lot of shenanigans. Then some Amish boys uh, during Rumspringer, joyriding in their buggies, uh, released uh, a herd of llamas from Palmer Yoda's big old field and... The township, unincorporated, of course, comes together and they uh, round up the llamas. Not before um, Glenda has come to the rescue of one of the snake-handling brethren who has been bitten on the uh, fly by a, uh, a yellow rattlesnake. She forms a tourniquet and saves his life. So that's the, that's the gist of it. Uh, but but it's a, it is a true story. I mean, you know, I, the, mostly... Um, and it's being considered at the moment for a, a possible screenplay. This is being considered yeah. for a screenplay. Yeah, it's a great. It's a, it's funny. Uh, are the Cohen brothers involved? Because it uh, just no. it's, it just smacks of it just smacks well, it, of a Cohen's yes. brother movie. Yeah. If they were called Yoda, it might because uh, of the the, uh, the Amish connection. But um, wow! All right, so 127. <laughs> I mean, why? I started, and this is in three years. What? Why? Um, why? I, why so I many? Just got bored. I just They can't all be good. Um, no, some of them. Are, I've written what I like to call the perfect remainder, um, and uh, they have um, dormitive qualities. You'll oh shit, and you, you'll nod off fairly swiftly into them. But, <laughs> um, so there's some whodunits. There's some. Um, there's one textbook. Um, there's some. Um, um, uh, some straightforward history stuff well which you you once again that's that's in your wheelhouse yeah history, it is, history yeah. is, is a, we'll get yeah. that in just a moment but uh, i'm just it just it it makes me i mean do you chuckle as oh, well yeah. when you're when you're writing these just scream with laughter sometimes and and, yeah. and you just just uh, see this is this is the frustrating part for me i know you're a very intelligent man and i know i know and i've known you long enough that if you were to actually sit really think apply your craft you could probably potentially write the next great american novel um that would be uh, that's very flattering of you but uh, no I, I don't want to do that i want to write something that i always put on the covers of these you know don't waste your beer money buying this crap but uh, <laughs> it, it's it's the process of writing it that gives me a pleasure i i mean i i, I, I write every that. morning i uh, i get up at four o'clock um I go home. No, I get up at four o'clock and um, make a pot of tea and uh, some toast and sit down and, and write till I can write no more. And I do that every every day. And every I've day. sometimes got three on the go at the same time. So I flip. Okay, so so mm. that, 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 that literary muscle is always going, which is oh, good. Yeah. I mean, they say you should write every day. Oh, absolutely, I'm, I'm yeah. currently in, a, in an experiment myself where I'm writing something every day, but I'm not writing an entire book every day. 
I'm writing a page a day that will wind up being a book yeah. at the end of the year. There'll be 365 pages, huh. which is a decent-sized book. Yeah. But once again, at that the, the exercise of actually writing every day, oh, yeah. I agree. The first few days at the beginning of the year were like, eh, 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 like, you know, like you're working out in the gym for the first time in a long time. But then yeah. well, I've never the first, done that. Yeah. after the first month, things started to, you know, everything got yeah. a little bit, it started to flow a yeah. little bit better. So you definitely have... You 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 get up at, at four o'clock in the morning. You have your pot of tea, your toast, but you, you're you're already flowing. You're going. I'm straight into it. You're probably it, yeah. waking up with the wheels turning and, and ready to go. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely it's true. I mean, that's when I do my best stuff at that time mm-hmm. in the morning. Um, but with 127 of these titles, yeah. how do they sell? If you don't mind me asking. Um, sometimes I'll, I, the most I ever sold on one day was 902 copies. In one day. In one day. What was that? Of one, one book. What was the book? Um, it was called Re- the, the book I mentioned, Recipes for Murder. Okay, because that was that almost sounds. Um, but it sold in Italy. It, was it so, translated into? No, no. It's what just, I, I think it was a, a mess up. What I think is somebody. It was a mess up. Oh yeah, somebody. Somebody, somebody thought it was a cookbook. Somebody ordered a book. Probably got the wrong um, ISBN number, and then somebody else paid for it. I and see. So these nine hundred copies. Then what do you care? No, I got 40, 4,700 bucks. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, because that's how, um, uh, when I when we first published the, the cocktail book some yeah. six, seven years ago, we went through uh, CreateSpace, and then it got, tra- it got transferred over to yeah. Amazon.com. Yeah. And that, at Christmas time, that book yeah. sells every I sell a lot of, um, I, I do a lot of cookery books. I've done 32, 33 cookery books, and they really do sell a lot. And the, of an actual, actual yeah cookbooks yeah cookbooks. with recipes yeah yeah whose recipes um some old family ones i found my dear old mum um uh, was was a great uh, cook and i i found her um, recipe book and i did one about what she cooked during rationing in uh, during the war in yeah that well the, the just after the war um I, mean, I can remember that as a kid i can remember i was three when i saw my first orange i just stared at it and i may have Slept with it. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> after the war, I remember you know, playing with my dad's flying. He was a flyer, a pilot. I remember wearing his um, Air Force uniform and his goggles and playing in um, bomb shelters and those kind of things. And yeah, it was still it was pretty grim. Was that was that your father's profession? Was that was that was that what he did? He was a he was a pilot. He was for, a pilot in in what he, he do for a living? Um, that- he worked, but even not well. I'd have to kill you if I told you, but um, yeah, well, I can. Immediately after the war, he worked for a guy called Peter Wright, who you may remember wrote that book, Spycatcher. Okay, yeah, yeah, I thought um, it sounded familiar. And um, um, it wasn't, pub, pub, uh, Penguin wouldn't publish it because uh, the Thatcher government stopped that. It was published in Australia. Um, and he, he worked in the early days of surveillance. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what he did. That's and, pretty cool. Uh, well, he listened in once to a um, uh, an Eastern Bloc country um, embassy, um, and this is the early days of you know there weren't spy cameras and there weren't these devices. No, they had so, to do it old school. They had to do it the yeah, old-fashioned way. What he discovered was that there was a metal lampshade, and he tied a piece of string to it and put it through the wall into the building next door, and they listened in on that thing we did at kids you know, with, a, with, a, with a tin can exactly uh, or, and, yeah. untra- untraceable you don't know no wires just yeah a, no just a bit of string genius and your mother yeah. did she work as well uh she she worked for the um inland revenue she was a, a tax inspector um but she was in the um the air force in in world war ii um and she was a for briefly a ferry pilot so she was one of those ladies that actually flew um bombers and planes not in combat um, uh, she said she bounced them. She got them up all right, but she bounced them landing them. So they kind of suggested <laughs> she, that's she a, never had a driver's that, license that's in her a life. Gentle way of saying she that, never that had she a driver's bounced license. them. Yeah. She, she, oh yes, yeah. I, oh, I bounced. I bounced Spitfires and uh, oh, I, Wellington. Does that mean? Oh. Is that a nice way of saying she she crashed them? No, she just bounced them. She just bounced. She them. bounced them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was. <laughs> I want to. I'm going to use that next time I get in an accident. Yeah. Did you get in an accident? No, I bounced the car around a yes, bit. I, I bounced it a bit. I bounced it. No bombs. Uh, no bombs on board. Yeah. No, not at all. Oh my gosh. So she did that. Yeah. So they they were both in the air force. Yeah. So uh, now and then afterwards he worked for Peter Wright 
in that. Um, when did when did are your with your parents? Because uh, for the longest time, I, I remember you would speak of your mother. Yeah, is she still with us? Or is no, she, no, no, no. She, she died. Um, ooh, I, I ought to remember this. Eight years ago. Something it, like well, that? it hasn't yeah. been that that yeah, long. No, not I think that long, she because yeah. I, I think I recall her passing yeah. in, around the same time as my father did. Yeah, I remember yeah a little had, bit, a little bit afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. That we had that. But so, how old did she? She was eighty, eighty-four. Eighty-four. God yeah. bless her. God bless Mad her. Mad as a cut snake, but a marvelous <laughs> woman. Yes, so funny. <laughs> Is that where you think we got your sense of humor? I'm not from your sure. Mother? A lot of the stories that I I put in these books were things that she actually did, mm-hmm. and. Um, I remember um, she was at a dinner once and there was this boring old fart sitting next to her and had all these medals. And she said, oh dear, I made the mistake of asking what the medals were for. Forty minutes later, (laughs) I had to say, what a shame none of those were awarded posthumously. I mean, she was the funny. Uh, she, was, right. she was hysterical. She was the funniest, funniest lady. Well, yeah. then this is and ex- I miss her dearly. Yeah, this seems like course. a good time then to uh, raise yeah. our our first uh, sip of writer's tears to your to your mother, dear old mom. Yeah, uh, what was her name? Uh, Joan. 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 To Joan, as we take our first to sip Joan. of writer's tears. Mm. Um. Oh. Oh, that's all right. This is uh, this is my. You, I, I, That's you a t- lot of honey. You t- I, I taste honey. I also taste a little apple in there. Hmm. Did you get a little apple? I get a little lot of honey and on vanilla. That, that top end. And uh, this is uh, Writer's Tears. It's a copper pot whiskey. It's a uh, uh, triple distilled, uh, non-peated Irish whiskey. This is my first time. Uh, I like it a great Sampling deal. it and enjoying it. I, I've I've come to. You know, we we have a lot of bourbons on this show. Yeah. I mean, we have we, it's open to all whiskeys, but. Um, I've been kind of digging the Irish whiskeys, and I definitely I like love this the, a lot. Yeah, the copper pot, yeah, uh, whiskeys as well. So this one, that, that's a keeper. And this is uh, this this keeper. falls into our favorite category, Hansberry, under fifty under fifty under bucks 50 a bottle. Bucks. The under oh. fifty bucks a bottle. It retails in New York anyway. It was going for forty bucks a bottle. Um, so if you get a chance to pick this up, and you like Irish whiskey, yeah. um, it won the International Spirits Challenge in London. So. There you go. In Boston, from the Kennedys, you'd get this for 12 bucks. Uh, yeah, I bet you. I Not bet now, you. Of Where in England were you born? I was born in um, a place called Chumsford. Um, Chumsford? Yeah, which Dickens... Which would be close to... It's about 30 miles from London. Okay. Um, uh, Dickens referred to it as the, um, um, the most... Let me get it right. Something like the dullest city in Europe. Um, it, it was pretty dull. So I went to a, um, a school there that was um, established in 1551 and was still there. Um, Which school would that be? It was King Edward VI school um, and uh, established by the uh, only surviving son of uh, Henry VIII. The, yeah. the VI. Was yeah. this a, an elementary school? No, it was a, it, it was well, a, it was a university. It, it would be a, like a um, sort of 11 through... High school, uh, high school, it'd yeah. Be high sc- it'd be the- but it, but it, but it's you know it's it's um you go at ten and you stay till they throw you out or you go on to a nice uh, university somewhere. And were you a good student? No, I was terrible. I was appalling. Yeah. And then when you went to, did you go right to college I or went, university? Uh, I went straight to law school. Out to of law school. school. Yeah. Are you a lawyer or were um, you a lawyer? I was. Yes. Very. You, po- were, you very were actually. See now, see this. I didn't know. Very You're poor also one. Yeah. Oh, so so uh, a barrister. No, 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 no. no. Um, I, I wanted to wear the wig, but then, you know, only at the weekends. But I, um, <laughs> I was um, the other branch of the profession, which I did for about 10 years and then uh, got bored with it. I did mostly. Why were you a poor lawyer? I, I just. Do, do people. Do, let me ask you. Let me, let me change the question. Do yeah. people who, who practice law in in england yeah is, is it not like here in the states where if you if you're good at it you can make a you can have a very lucrative you can you can make a few shillings there um it, it, the, the difference is of course they're far fewer it's much harder to uh uh be, be qualified lawyer, yeah become a lawyer a lot the, harder why? yeah english law so much f- yeah i mean that you, much more complicated um no but it's it's highly selective um explain that why, it means why? that um uh the 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 exams, the professional exams, they're only one. You don't, you don't take state exams as just a single qualifying exam, uh, and it's hard. Can you, if 
Can you cheat? No. No, no. Can you take it again if you fail? Yes, you can. You okay. have to. You have to pass a number of the topics, um, and then you can take it again. A number of the uh, topics. Yeah, you have seven seven subjects that you have to take: accounting, um, revenue law, commercial law, um, contract. Um, those, those, you know, just did basic you, stuff. Did you pass it on the first time? Uh, sadly, yes. Oh, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. So you studied. I ought not. To you studied do. law in college. Yeah, I went to. Yeah, so okay. you go to. You study law in this. Three baccalaureate three years in. I went to Leeds University, um, which was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. um, because it, that was the time when all the bands went through Leeds. Um, Who live at Leeds? Uh, we had um, the Rolling Stones. Um, we paid them a thousand pounds. Wow, which would the be most we ever paid. Um, what's that in American money? Fourteen hundred dollars oh, to see the, the, the Stones. Was, got I know, but it, it wasn't even worth that. But, um, what do you mean it wasn't? They were worth horrible. It? Really? Yeah, dreadful. This is when they were first getting together. Mm, they've been of, going a while, like a, like a just, garage band that had a, you know, we got a gig at Leeds. Yeah, they, they just weren't terribly. Everyone had to play there because this was pre-stadium stuff, and um, we could get a couple of thousand um, uh, kids into the uh, the main room. The acoustics were pretty good. So you know uh, the Who, um, well, Rolling Stones. Were they playing covers back then, or were they playing no, their own they music? They were playing mostly their own the, stuff. Their they, own they'd stuff. done enough to do. Okay. Um, uh, who was uh, Ginger Baker's Air Force, mm-hmm. um, Clapton, uh, with Derek and the Dominoes. Um, I used to write the checks because I was the guy that kind of was involved in the booking. So you paid Mick Jagger. Um, I did. Yes. I um, I paid um, Cat Stevens um, eight bucks. <laughs> eight bucks. <laughs> it wasn't worth it. He sat on a carpet in a small room and was pretty much largely ignored, I promise. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Playing songs that are now immortalized. Uh, and maybe, yeah. I don't know. When was when was that? So, so he's playing Moonshadow and nobody's giving a damn? When was No, not Dombian. When is that? Um, what are, I can't remember him now. Cat Stevens, nice Greek boy. Uh, oh, yes, yes. Yes. Well, used to be. Used yeah. to be. Well, he's yeah. still Greek. Yeah. He's still Greek. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can convert to whatever mm. you want to, yeah. but you're born. You're, you're still... Mm. But he changed it all, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he did. He, chief of the Taliban. You, you um, <laughs> no, he's not chief of the Taliban. That's a good gag, though. Yeah, they're not chief of the That's Taliban. That's not a bad. No, he was. A, well, here's the thing. He was a charming, charming person. Really, really cool guy. And some of those folk were delightful. Um, we had um, um, Monty Python had a had a roadshow, and they all came and ate in the student dining room. Um, and I don't know which one it was, but they started a potato fight. And nice. so everybody was throwing. Uh, they were. They were. I've still got two of their original uh, scripts. I've got the. Um, um, do you remember the, 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 the my hovercraft is full of eels? It was the naughty um, uh, phrase book. Do you remember that? No, okay. I don't I've remember got, that. It was handwritten, and I've also got. I've got a copy. I've got a copy of the parrot sketch. Okay, handwritten. Well, yeah. That's all right. I'm going to show off that picture. I can't see it. You can't that? see it. That's that's Dino. That's me. Oh, is it you? That's me oh, and John was... and me and John Cleese. Oh, really? Yes. Good lord! I thought I thought that was Eleanor Roosevelt on the left. <laughs> obviously, you had that was shaved, a, but um. Oh, there we go. That was a magnificent he's evening. Very I, tall. Isn't he's he? extreme, yeah. extremely tall. There was a magnificent yeah. evening that we've talked about in the podcast before. I won't. I won't go into it. I've in never length. met him. I yeah. met him and interviewed him yeah. for an hour on stage at the Ohio oh. Theater. It was probably one of the most delightful, yeah. magnificent moments in my radio career. He was absolutely he's bang on, wonderful, he? oh, yeah. charming, yeah. Uh, just generous with yeah. his stories and and and. He was, it was just, it was magnificent. So that's and mo- still going and still going and and, and um, th- th- they've endured remarkably well. Pop from poor old uh, Graham uh, Garden, uh, we, Graham uh, Graham Chap, Graham Chapman. Yeah, we, 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 we talked about him. Yeah, uh, we talked about him and his uh, yeah. his alcoholism and uh, but uh, the the fact that he was also just uh, so a talented. genius, I mean, just funny, 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 genius, yeah. genius. So look at you with your early connections to iconic rock stars and, and comedians. And then you, you migrate over here to the yes. United States of America when? Um, I came in first to go to Ohio State because uh, I taught at Ohio State. Um, I can't remember what I taught there, but um, I did my PhD there. Not that that's worth anything. but uh, So that's when I, I came over here to go to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And I taught for the whole time. And I stayed on and taught after, afterwards. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I could do a bit of stand-up there. I did stand-up in England a little bit. Um, first gig I ever did was at Batley Varieties, where I actually opened for Shirley Bassey. Oh, wow. I got the same amount of money that eight. I actually paid to Cat Stevens, which was eight, eight bucks. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Uh, that's um, a, oh, she was just wonderful. She, sitting yeah. in a, sitting in a, and she's still going. Yeah, she's, she's still, still going. Wonderful yeah, she, diva. Yeah, mm-hmm. brilliant woman. Yeah, I love her voice. Absolutely. I have a Shirley Bassey album downstairs, as a matter huh. of fact. Yeah, hmm. I've got some of her on vinyl, on my, uh, in my, uh, uh, chicks that, chicks that rock, chicks that roll, chicks that lull, chicks with soul section <laughs> do, you, uh, do you recall the uh, the forces sweetheart um whose best known was i'm looking over the white cliffs of dover that i overlooked before another song you know she's still much she just made an album she's in her 90s now wow and i'm trying to recall the name I'm, she's obviously not trying to recall mine but um dame gosh she's going to be a dame vera lynn Marilyn, uh, you're not a wonderful uh, woman. Um, uh, I once, uh, I did what you did to a, f- a famous singer. Yeah, you. I spilt a whole pint of Guinness over her um, when she was she was opening this building. <laughs> she she just thought it was hysterical. It wasn't really my. Well, it was, but um, um, what a what an absolute sweet. You time. drenched and her with an entire pint. An entire pint. Uh, the re- the story you're referring to with me was uh, when I spilled a cocktail on Lou Rawls. Yes, <laughs> sweet Lou Rawls. <laughs> Was at the uh, Ohio Theater, and I uh, I introduced him. Got in trouble that night with the symphony because huh. my introduction to him was so long and and uh, from the heart. You know, they said I, instead of going up, ladies and gentlemen, Lou Rawls. I waxed on about how we play his. As you know, our Monday night poker yeah, yeah. games, we would play. You know, yeah. Lou would be part of the uh, repertoire of music yeah. that we would play downstairs on Monday night poker. Absolutely, yeah. And and I waxed on for like almost ten minutes oh, before I brought him up on stage. Now he did say afterwards at a private reception that that was one of the best introductions I've ever had, man. And I said, "Well, I just got in trouble with the symphony." He goes, "Ah, that'll be all right." And I said, "I'm talking to Lou Rawls, and he's got a cocktail in his hand, and I have a cocktail in my hand." I shift, and my I my I I drop my drink and i see it almost falling in slow motion as far as my eyes are concerned <laughs> it falls down it, it and it and it hits his shoe and splashes up to the cuff of his pants he looks at me i'm horrified he looks at me he looks down at his shoe looks back up at me and says it's cool <laughs> <laughs> And and uh, I was it was I was like I was relieved. I'm like I'm so sorry, but yes, I, not an uh, entire pint of Guinness, thank God. I, I had one worse. May I? No, yeah, well, absolutely, okay. please. Um, w- w- when I was at Leeds, welcome uh, to bad things we've done to famous people. Oh, this this, <laughs> this is this is a, a great. I promise it's true. So um, I'm Leeds University. I'm vice president of the student union. I'm invited to go down to the Carlton Club in London, the bastion of conservatism, and um, meet the guy who's going to be the uh, the next president or the equivalent of the president of the university, mm-hmm. um, Lord Boyle, who was. Uh, Secretary of State for Education. So I got to go and meet this guy. I'm a kid. I've got nothing. Black tie. I thought, oh, crap. So I went to a Salvation Army, and I got this. Casimodo may have worn this tux, um, (laughs) and I didn't have any black shoes, and a buddy of mine uh, lent me some galoshes, and I thought, well, that'll do. So I end up at the Carlton Club, get ushered into... uh, uh, well, I had trouble getting in at first. They couldn't believe um, I had this like long army great coat on, and I had fuzzy hair. I looked terrible. Anyway, Lord Boyle and I um, had dinner. He was absolutely charming. And then he said, "Well, we're going to sit in that little elk over there. But some people are coming, and you'll know. Don't be intimidated by them. You'll know who they are." So I'm sitting down there, and we're talking, and I'm drinking brandy Alexander. I remember, and he's giving me his Balkan Sobrani cigarettes. And the uh, then Prime Minister, Edward Heath, comes and says, sits down. Call me, Ted. And, okay. And, um, and so that was very pleasant. A few minutes later, uh, Sir Alexander Douglas Hume came and sat down. And he had been Prime Minister, uh, very skeletal-looking guy, mm-hmm. um, before Heath. And then moments later, Harold Macmillan 
wearing these tweeds. Oh, who is? Harold Macmillan, uh, Prime Minister, um, 1957. Okay. The one, if you so remember. These are, all, these are all the Prime Minister. These are all Prime three, Ministers. Three, the current Prime Minister well, and two yeah. ex-Prime Ministers. And two other. And two they're, they're all in for dinner, yeah. yeah. Um, you may remember that uh, at um, uh, the United Nations, when uh, Nikita Khrushchev was banging his shoe, right, right, right. it was Macmillan, Macmillan that says, may I have a translation, which I thought was so cool. <laughs> and the Macmillan Publishing Company. Anyway, he comes in and... Uh, uh, so I'm sitting there, and I've had a few of these, and I'm, I'm telling jokes, you see. And um, I start, I promise, doing an impression of the Queen. It is with pleasure that I wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And they're all laughing, and they suddenly freeze. And, and he does that. He's pointing. Behind me. Yeah. Now, why, why Prince Charles was there, Oh, my gosh! Know. Because they all, they all went to this. Um, and so the waiter comes over afterwards. Oh, spot on, sir. Spot on. <laughs> and he's got a tray of hot coffee. <laughs> and so I'm, you know, doing this. I hit the coffee. No. It hits um, Harold Macmillan, the whole. The whole tray? Well, the whole um, pot of coffee. Pot of coffee. In the groin. Oh, my gosh. It's hot. So there I have the present Prime Minister patting the groin of the previous Prime Minister. Now it does sound like a Monty Python sketch. It does. At which point um, they all start to laugh, except Matt Millen, who doesn't oh. find it very funny. Well, why would he? Uh, His and, balls and, are burnt at the and, moment. And, yeah. and uh, he's... <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Macmillan looks at me and says, You clumsy young prick. <laughs> Wonderful. That was it. Who can say that? Who can who have, can cl- who can lay claim to that? To that having been said, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's way different than. It's not a bad story. It's way it's different than. It's cool. I promise. <laughs> I promise. And that, and the laughter was crazy. Oh my yeah. gosh, Keith, that's that's a it's, magnificent it's in one story. Of, it's in one of the books. It's, it's called. Is um, it in the, it's in a book ninety six out of the one hundred twenty seven. Uh, it's called um, um, the uh, Prime Minister's Balls. The five. No, 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 no. <laughs> Um, the five cocktails that made me misbehave. Ah, um, I love it. So that, that's one of the stories. It's absolutely true. Um, I wish it weren't, poor old thing. But um, yeah, that was that was all right. You mentioned uh, you went and got your your attire for the evening at the Salvation Army. I did. Yeah. Okay. Let me. I'm going to focus on this part of your uniqueness, if you will. Not women's had, clothing. Huh? No, no, not okay. women's clothing. That's another podcast for another time. <laughs> <laughs> but I am talking about the fact that you recently uh, had an antique store in a bookshop. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And uh, you have this amazing knack or gift of being able to find yeah. extremely valuable items, collectibles, yeah. in very obscure run-of-the-mill places absolutely yeah let's let's talk about some of the antique, I, I, I mean, antique roadshow type items that you've stumbled across well see i did that in england i actually did some of those never got on camera but i've, I've always been good at silver so i did bits uh, about silver on on that and you know i saw some great things but i had it i lived in henley on thames where the rowing is and i taught there there's a college there um and um i had an antiquarian bookshop and I had fabulous customers, including and shameless names dropping, but George Harrison was one of my regular drop drop all the great names you want customers. Um, and we were uh, his immediate neighbour. He lived in this huge estate, and I lived in this apartment that overlooked the estate. Um, and he used to come in. He used to um, get on his brother's bicycle um, just so he could save on gas, and he would um, uh, cycle down, leave it, leave, leave it up against the. Um, the window come in uh, frequently bring a bottle of wine and he'd like to talk about religion and mysticism which i know a little bit about so he was a regular um and um other regulars included um peter davidson who was the doctor who mm-hmm. all the people from uh, all creatures great and small because they all lived there okay. um who else kate winslet came in on one occasion um and also um Oh, I can't remember. He was a, he was a James Bond, um, and he used to come in. He on was his, a James Bond. Yeah, I used well, to sell it. No, George, he's still going. 
not George Lazenby, no. Um, well, Roger Moore's passed. Yes. Sean Connery's still with us. Yes, just. Um, uh, you're talking to I played Dalton. golf with Sean Connery once. What's that? I played golf with him. We'll, we'll come back to that in a moment. Yeah. Uh, the, the Timothy Dalton? Uh, no. Okay, uh, we're running out of them. Yeah. Piers Brosnan. Piers Brosnan, okay. yeah. Excuse me, uh, the one that nobody can remember. He's doing well now. He's, he's acting and stuff. Yeah, he was a, a nice man. He was a walking stick collector. He used to come in. and, and So one day, and, and also the Queen's cousin used to come in, um, the uh, the Duke of Norfolk. And, uh, Did you spill uh, anything on him? Well, I was getting some glass. <laughs> I was getting some glass cut. And um, we, he was talking about how beastly it was while he's waiting. Um to get his bits of glass, um, to, to be waiting to be picked up at Dunkirk. So he's, he's in the water there. He was picked up from Dunkirk. Um, and then he got his old age pensioners 10% discount and said, uh, am I pay by check? I said, certainly. So he writes a check, hands it to George, who I know very well that owns the, the glass. He said, where's your pub then? He said, excuse me. He said, where's your pub? He said, the Duke of Norfolk. He said, I am the fucking Duke of Norfolk. <laughs> I mean, and then he starts to laugh, yeah. How, do, how is it you were golfing with story. Sean Connery? Well, um, my dad, um, dear old thing, was um, uh, the president in his last few years of a golf club. And there was a charity event there called the Robert Powell Golf Classic. Okay, uh, enlighten me. Who was Robert, Robert Powell? Robert Powell played Jesus in Zeffirelli's Jesus of Nazareth. Okay. Um, and my dad and myself played with 007 and Jesus <laughs> in a four ball. <laughs> um, Connery took it very seriously. He was a good golfer. No, uh, Robert so. Powell couldn't, couldn't play with the crap, but yeah. um, it was, it was just, just one of those strange moments. That, wow, that, wow, um, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I think he was, I, yeah, yeah, Schmish Money Penny. I think he's had, I think he was off. Um, when I did my radio show, I had to pretend to be guests, so I used to pretend to be Connery fo phoning in, and that was like talk, and talking. It was, it was crazy. And the guy I did it with, his name was Moneypenny, which was so we. Oh uh, wow! So I, would, I would pretend to be. So people. you've you've uh, you've rubbed some shoulders. Oh no, no, no with no. with some with Not some names. No, I mean, no, I mean, no. a lot of people can't say George Harrison came into my shop. No, he did. And, yeah. So these 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 antiques and collectibles oh, that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that you found. You, so you, I started I had my first antique shop in Henley on Thames. Yeah. I was very lucky. It's an old area. Um, had a lot of great customers. You have phoned me and told me that uh, I've stumbled across this painting. I've, oh yeah. I've I've stumbled across this this book, this first edition book. You know. Uh, yeah. And you you find these things where? I the the. The nice one I found was a painting. I I, I used to t give art history less, uh, lectures and. Uh, at some school somewhere, and I knew a bit about this artist uh, called Thomas Hill. And um, I was at this the third day of a yard sale somewhere in southern Ohio, um, and the ladies were fighting over the baby clothes in the garage, and they're leaning was this uh, picture, and I started to shake and tremble. I'm going, please, God, it's not a print, and no, it wasn't. Um, Do you know the difference between a, oh, yeah. a, a print and a and, and, yeah, yeah. and an actual? Yeah, I've taught art history for years. Um, okay, then you can look at painting I have inside and tell me if it's a print or it's a, an American painter that of some renown. Yeah, it's a, I don't know if it's a real it, deal or if it's, it's not that Elvis Velvet thing, is it? No, 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 no. no. That's <laughs> mine. That's <great. laughs> um, and yeah, this is Thomas Hill, um, and um, I, I, it was a dollar. And, a dollar. Yeah. And this is the third day of the sale. Um, I don't know. And what's it worth? Fifty, sixty thousand, somewhere in there. Could be more. I, I, it's in know, your possession as we speak? Not a, I, yeah, I keep it in a safe place. In a, I got a chum who's got a strong room and it's in there. So that was a good buy. Yeah, that's all right. Books, jewelry. Yeah, I've been lucky. Um, yeah. uh, what else? Just... Uh, Little pieces of, of uh, yeah. silver. I and, like and silver. I like. Um, I like. Um, when you say you like silver, we're talking more than just coins. We're talking. Yeah, we're talking. We're antique talking. So I like Georgian antique. silver, English yeah. Georgian silver. Yeah. About which I know a little bit. That's what I used to do when I did those odd. And do you sell these things, no. Becca? No, you collect them. I, I finger them. You've I sit <laughs> in my little sunken tub. I sit in there. I finger them. Treasure I, bath. I put them in a tub and they <laughs> go out of the house and they're you know there's this you know there's a few shillings worth there. 
So that's all right. That's not a thing. What are you gonna what What are you gonna do with them? I mean, uh, I, nothing really. It's just. Will this, you pass these on to your, yes, to your lovely the, children? Yes. Yeah. I've got. They're all. They got a list of what they are, and what they're worth, and mm-hmm. those kind of things. Um, and and they, they've been brought up around old things. And will they? No, have they'll, this, sell well, they'll sell them in of a heartbeat. They yeah, they'll oh, just yeah. Uh, to the first buyer possible. They won't, they won't hold on to them for sentimental no, value. I, I, I will be. They will hold on to something of yours. I've got a list of family things. These are things that I've got from parents and grandparents and things that you know. I think that they're things to keep. Um, my my great grandfather's campaign chest. Okay. From the Crimea War. I don't know much about art, but I know what I like. Isn't that true about anything? Is, if yeah, you yeah. like it, that's, that, what's that's, that, that's the important yeah, thing. Exactly. And, you know. Yeah, it's such uh, a cliche. But it, it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? That Of course. Yeah. 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 I'm much like uh, the 127 books of Keith Pepperell. They're I mean, all. You know, I do, you know, if somebody says, that, well, they're garbage, but uh, I like them. But some, they're not garbage. Some of them are right. I do. I, some, I, I've got a, a chum that works um, for the Food Network. Um, and some of those Food Network people actually buy my books because they like, they're all funny, I think. And so they like the, 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 the stories that go with the dishes. Uh, completely apocryphal, just nonsense. But, uh, so you studied law. You are a, a professor of philosophy. Yep. And you no, still pretty teach? much retired. Yeah, I'm just stumbling around occasionally. I teach um, uh, the odd course now. The odd course? Yeah. Never, just every once in a while? Uh, well, every semester, but I don't teach more than maybe one or two. Um, I taught philosophy of religion. Um, I taught something called happiness and the good life, which was literature-based. Um, I taught um, um, recently, which, which I think is important, um, ethics with a global perspective. So that, that enables me to actually get right into what's going on right now in the world, not a whole bunch of old dead guys. A little do, bit of theory, do, but... Do you consider yourself to be a, uh, a good teacher? I don't know. Um, people tell me that when you look on that rate my professors, I tend to, but I don't... You I won't. Don't, they can do I that? Don't. You can rate your professors? They can do that? Yeah, I don't look at that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nah, come on. Never even took a peek just mm, to see? No. No? No. Why? Well, it's... I, I just do you no. think it would change how you teach? No, not at all. No, I mean I might wear more clothing, but uh, <laughs> <that's> a... <laughs> but I, I mean I've taught for years, you know, and I, I, I've enjoyed it. Um, I taught at CCAD for a while. I mm-hmm. taught um, philosophy there. Columbus State. Taught at Columbus State. Um, Otterbein. Otterbein. Um, uh, where else? University of Western Ontario mm-hmm. in Canada. I taught in Turkey, um, Morocco. I stumbled around the world. And then uh, you became part of our, our Monday night poker game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which was always... When he would empty his pockets... <laughs> when he would empty his pockets, it was literally a, a, a small amount of treasures. I'm not joking. I'm not exaggerating. He, he pulled out... Uh, there were coins and, and uh, nuts and bolts, and a half-eaten sandwich that I don't know how long was in that pocket. It was an old sandwich. It was it was old, yeah. 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 And, 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 and you pulled it out like, oh, mm-hmm. I meant to finish this. <laughs> well, William Faulkner had left it, and um, <laughs> I bought it. It was in a book. I uh, No, no. Uh, well, was it really half-eaten? It was. Huh. It was. Hmm. Yeah, you're you're a you're a strange, wonderful right. man. I mean, that you really are. Been... You really and you. And, what was and, in the sandwich? And I, I nobody uh, really bothered to okay. look. We were just kind of initially disgusted. I wrote some um, the luncheon loaf guide. The luncheon loaf guide. Yeah. So I I, I a guide to luncheon meats. Luncheon loaf. Luncheon, luncheon loaf. loaf. Just what? the canned luncheon loaf. The ones what we know is spam and those kind of things. The, yeah, the contents of those and the manufacturing is just appalling. I would imagine so. That sells a lot for some reason in Finland. I don't know why, and and the Japanese like to buy that book. I don't know why. Uh, it, it's it's so awful. Who, who, who does who does buy most I'm of your huge. books? You're huge um, in Japan. I am. I uh, well around Christmas. Um, things like um, <laughs> um, I wrote. Um, 
the naughty Brussels sprouts recipe book. <laughs> I, if you put naughty in the title, um, so I've done. Uh, <laughs> no, I've done. I've done beets. A, um, right, this book here is 154 pages. Yeah. If you take out the triple spacing and the large print, how many actual pages do you? I think don't know. It would, it would I, be no it's care. A, it's just a short story. It was just going to be a short story. So. Um, what? <laughs> I'm just looking at the. Uh, no, I'm. I'm looking at how people can. I want to be able to let people know how they can find your work oh, on we'll Amazon. Find my work? Yeah, there's a they just, just there's just an author page at Amazon. Amazon, um, just go. Yeah, to Keith just Pepperell. type it in, and yeah, that, that would be pepper like the spice and any e -double, e yeah. double. Some L. of them, some of them are okay. Some are worth reading. Some are just sheer. Um, and you've got no problem uh, no. throwing out the no. putting the the crap out there. Um, a shorter. Have you no shame, man? How about <laughs> a shorter anthology of Zamboni ice resurfacer drivers? Nineteen forty-eight. It's the first volume. Did you ever think of maybe you know uh, publishing the really the stuff that you know is good under Keith Pepperell and maybe maybe a pen name a for pen some of the no. other ones? See, it doesn't matter. It's just the just it's just the process that's funny. I mean, I, I like designing the covers. Actually, I, like I, I, actually, I find that uh, delightful. And if it I admire, doesn't sell, I, it doesn't I, matter. I admire yeah. it. I admire it. I'm a, I'm amazed when they do sell. Uh, cheers Plus to you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much for for being a I part did, of this. Didn't I do? I messed up that. Thing you when you filmed your thing at the Funny Bone, I messed up the introduction, didn't I? What the Several introduction? Times. What the, you remember you filmed a? You, oh my God, yes. Didn't you've, I mess you've, up? you've never introduced me properly ever do at you the think, Funny Bone do you, ever. Do you think I was actually doing it? On, did it ever do it on purpose? Yes, yeah, yeah. Never, never got it right ever. The See, whole I wanted week you we to do. I, I, you know, when I did my last last show there, um, a rare headlining at the Funny Bone. You were busy. I'd ask if you would come and do that, but you were doing something. It was all right. It was fun. You were part of my uh, my birthday roast as well. Yes, I was. Oh, that yes. was all right. You all oh, know you killed it, man. You were wonderful. That, well, I like that. You were you were you're one of the one of the more talked about uh, individuals who oh, went they, up on stage. God, they were dull. Some and, of them and, and did uh, and and didn't roast me at all. He it was a it was a tribute to. Uh, uh, oh, Janet Frobisher, yeah, yes, Janet, retiring, re retiring, from, yes, from the clock and yeah. some plastic Just flowers. Pretended it as if it was for somebody else entirely, and then this went on and on and waxed on and on about Janet, and and it's absolutely hysterical. And her husband Brian, yes, yes. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a. It was they an, still go to Boise, by the way. It was an amazing uh, piece. Greg of, was Greg uh, was laughing. Greg Warren was sitting right there, mm -hmm. and it started very quiet. I remember he was. I remember tears. He's, oh, there were never tears. Never seen anything like this. It was. It was. Uh, uh, it I was remember it well. Yeah, it was absolutely wonderful. It was fun. Yeah, it was good. It was. Good a, time. It, was like a, it was a magical part of a, a very magical night, as this has been. Uh, I just. Rather, I've done nothing here, but talk. The, Shameless the, name dropping. Well, no, but here's the, here's here's the beauty of this podcast because Hansberry will shoot me a uh, you know how long we're going because we yeah, try yeah. to keep these whenever possible. Oh, yeah. We've already zipped through an hour. Are we really? Yes. Good lord. And it's just. And I've remained entirely continent. Um, <laughs> I haven't had to ring these. Haven't had to ring these out at all. Uh, well, it's it's it it's tribute to you. I mean, thank this you, is old a, boy. This is no, effortless no, no. conversation, which you know I love because one, I've known you, but the the fact that I get to share you now with uh, with an audience who they maybe pick slut. up on some um, of the peculiarities of. Yeah, I mean, it's great, and and. Um, and you brought your daughter with you. She's I brought my uh, one of my my uh, elder daughter, Liddy, um, mm -hmm. who was um, graduated from Audubon. Um, didn't do a class with me. No. Never looked at a single paper she wrote. Never. Never. Which Never. was good. I mean, it's good. Yeah. And I wouldn't. You know, uh -huh. I wouldn't. So, despite how wonderfully odd, peculiar, strange, <laughs> magnificently weird you are, you, you you've raised two. Rather magnificent, normal children. Uh, three, yeah. Three. Uh, Jack, whose Jack. Uh, elder brother is yeah. a publication manager uh, for the London Times. He, um, his special report on um, came out today in the Times. Yeah, so he's he's quite famous as a kind of journalist. He's still a young man, but um, he gets invited to the House of Lords and try to avoid spinning coffee on those boys. <laughs> yeah. there when you get so he's doing good. And uh, my youngest daughter, uh, Alex. Um, Alex, I forgot about yeah, Alex. I'm she sorry. Doesn't, no, no, no. She doesn't know, quite know what she wants to do. So she's um, waitressing at the moment, making more money than any of us. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe it. I believe yeah. it. 
Well, the, the, the guest bottle tonight has been Writer's Tears, a lovely copper pot Irish whiskey that we strongly suggest if you are in a state that sells it to pick it up. Uh, and I will pick up more of it when I come across it again because that, that's, that's some good stuff. And uh, our guest has been Keith Pepperell, who I've known for years as Keith Collins, who I jokingly butcher his last name whenever we talk to each other on the phone, Professor Poopy Pants. Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, it, uh, it's uh, true now. Uh, <laughs> now I'm uh, in, the, in the fever, the drooling years. Um, <laughs> but I call you... Dildo trichinosis, which you don't like yeah, either. Yeah, yeah. I don't, no, you don't I, like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, each conversation we have, every time, every time either Keith calls me or I call Keith, the first question out of your mouth is what? Are you naked? <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I am. Some, sometimes you are. <laughs> sometimes I am. All right, we got to wrap things up. I need to say a couple of things. First of all, thanks to uh, our producer, Greg Hansberry, as always putting together all the pieces of this wonderful little podcast. I also want to thank our, our sponsors, the law firm of Saya and Pyatt. Uh, thank you so much for them as well. Also, I want to remind anybody that happens to be listening to this in the Columbus, Ohio area, that we will be part of the second annual Columbus Podcast Festival which runs May 10th through the 13th. Uh, that'll be taking place on the Short North stage, and obviously the Short North. You can go to ColumbusPodcastFestival.com. We will be on May 10th. Hansberry at 845, something like 8, 8 to 845. Get there early. Uh, we'll be doing a Whiskey Business Live uh, that night as part of the festival. Uh, my guests will be uh, two local, two, two uh, comedians here from Columbus, Ohio, Jason Banks and Dan Swartout. We'll be talking about comics with, uh, with families and kids and, and how those two sometimes mix well and sometimes not so much, <laughs> as, as Keith probably could uh, attributed that we got to have Keith back for uh, a part two for a, a round two for sure because I know that there are far more stories that he's going to be able to remember and recall as soon as we sign off <laughs> Whiskey Business is a Never the Luck production uh, produced with the cooperation of the Columbus Radio Group all the opinions uh, are those of me your host Dino Chaposa and my sometimes reluctant and sometimes not so reluctant guests and are never meant to offend only to educate from time to time and entertain so my friends until the next bottle see ya Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.